Good afternoon. Okay, let's do this now. So today, what I want to attempt to do is to um, answer questions, some questions from the nationals, some from outsiders. I've read some of them. And of course, you'll know some is just from the outside. The, the, the questions are so funny that it has to be someone who doesn't read their Bible. So I get it. I get it. So, but it's all welcome. So I love it. I love it. What an amazing time we've had with the worship team, Pastor Dapper and the band. Awesome. They are the best in the world, you know. It's a beautiful time to be alive. State House salutes you. I salute the State House. Let me tell you something. Let me start on this note before we begin to read scriptures. You know, whatever, I'll just say when Spark Nation had crisis, so we've had like 50,000 crisis, but that will be the most recent. Someone from the government house called me and said, look, we have to do it this way and do it that way because don't say these people cannot do you anything. They can. And he works in the prime minister's office, so he knows what he said. He said, they can. They can harm you. So I said to him, let me tell you something. They cannot. I'm not saying that because I'm a pastor or whatever. They cannot. One billion governmental people cannot do me anything. I said, because before I left home, I was given something to eat. <laughs> and that's like, there's no problem of this world that can overcome me. It's not possible. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Then a pastor called me and started chatting rubbish as well, meaning out of love. You know those, you know those love that is very motivated by fear. He said, Oh, this may happen, that may happen. I said, Listen to me. Nothing can happen. So go back home and smoke your thing. Go and smoke religion, not me. Nothing can happen. Nothing. So I just wanted to say that to tell you this. I think the Prime Minister is going to announce today how the lockdown is going to start easing off or something like that. And they're going to say, I think, they may change it, they're going to say that churches and mosques cannot meet till end of the year. And that is fine as long as pubs are not opening. If pubs are opening, we're gathering as a church. There are churches that are just 30 people. There are pubs that are packed out. So let's get this clear. I don't care if church meets or not. You know my stance on those religious stuff. There are churches that should not even meet anyways anymore. However, you're not going to open pubs and theaters and shut churches. That is the devil. We're going to meet and there's nothing that's going to happen. I'm just saying that now. So if you're saying that churches cannot meet till till 2029 even i think churches should just hold on till 2029 and let's restart this whole thing fine but you will not open pubs and shut churches and so if they dare do that we're saying it's not going to happen now i know my pastor friends will be shaking now from what i've said like lizard <laughs> you should have said oh my god <laughs> listen i don't care I don't care. I don't care. Your church, your church, some of your churches are just 20 people on a Sunday. They have the right to meet because the pub downstairs is meeting. So, 
All I'm saying is, if pubs are open, church is going to open, you can then come with beer. It's fine. We're going to kick off. This thing is really going to kick off. I just want you to know that for a fact, okay? If, church, if pubs are open, buy a can of beer and let us gather in a park, wherever, doesn't matter. We are going to do church even if it takes us having a beer, a cider, or which one do you drink now, um, Lloydie? It's either or um, whatever. We're going to hold it and we're going to praise God. We're not going to let pubs open and church shut down because of fear. That's what we met here. Churches and leaders afraid, 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 afraid. So they've said in that news, in that BBC news, they've said, you know, um, the religious leaders have said it's okay. Of course, it's always okay with them. Everything is okay. Pass gay law, okay. Pass this law, okay. Everything is okay. And I'm not saying it's not okay for churches to shut till Jesus comes back again, whatever. But I'm saying, and I know these are on short clips so that you can go wherever it needs to go to. Um, I'm just saying if pubs are opening, if theaters are opening, churches are opening. Churches are going to open and it's going to kick off big time. Just so that you know. So if you want to leave Spark Nation now, just leave. And know that this guy is about to kick off something else. I'm sure Pastor Sam and Pastor Dami are ready. So again, don't misunderstand that we'll obey the laws, but we're just saying pubs, theaters, um, everything must also be short till end of the year. You know why they are easy to just leave church alone? Because church take from them. They don't have to the economy. Pubs pay tax and all that. Church take gift aid. So these are things that should make Christians cry. Not if I said God is the one that creams my face in the morning or not. A pastor calling me, telling me, oh, you should have said it's God that makes your face fresh. Oh, I haven't seen God's face. I don't know how he's doing with his face. I'm just joking. It's question and answer Sunday, so this is going to really kick off. So I don't know, man. I just, religion is deadly. Religion is deadly. It's so powerful. It, even the finest of people in the community forget about those who comment on social media page already by the time you watch those things and have energy to comment already we already know nothing much is going on in life but you need them because they push a walk they push something so those ones don't matter what matters is those who actually stand in front of 10 20 people and propagate and speak this religious stuff it is concerning because it's not a voice we are ready to fight, we are waiting. No, it's not going to be fight. We're just going to meet. If pubs are meeting, if drunken people or people who want to go get drunk can meet, we also can meet. That's all I'm saying. So there's no need for fight. There's no fight. It's just logic. So if the prime minister is saying, oh, what you just said is there is inciting, said, then shut the pubs too. Everywhere that people gather in crowd, must shut. It's simple. No convention, no elections, please. Thank you very much. Uh -huh. So, I was saying, one of the first things before I start answering these questions, I want you to look at your life and its structure. If anybody lives your life, somebody is ready, already made by God, to do what they were doing better. 
God taught me this 10 years ago as the leader of a church. If somebody exits, there is always someone who can do it better. Unless if God has not called, please remove, you can move the mountain, please. Because we finished singing it. <laughs> they just cut off that we were singing and can move the mountain. So we, what that tells you is be bold without being rude to do the things that God has laid in your life and heart to do. If somebody has an encounter with you and then have an encounter with other people and decide to not be with you, listen to me, please. I need you to hear this. There is somebody prepared to do it better. Do not, do not hold on to Saul when David has matured. Saul is going to walk away the moment David grows. So let me lay a foundation on the answers to questions so that you still, you still know this is the word from Proverbs chapter 4. Now the wisdom that Proverbs talks about is not the wisdom of panic and that which makes people fear. You know when people say let's apply wisdom. No. Proverbs, the writings of David mostly. David was a risk taker, a bold man and a voice to his generation. So why do we have question and answer days like this? So that you can know the voice of God for a generation. What is God saying about specific issues for a generation? Because the moment a person is 15 upward, it's likely that they operate by the past generation and they won't even know it. Religion is very powerful. It's a killer disease worse than Corona. It kills, it holds the throat of anyone who carries it and chokes them until they cannot breathe anymore. So they begin to practice church as a matter of routine and not a matter of conviction. And you say, why didn't you say God is the one that makes your face fresh? I said, scriptures is not scripted, it's spiritual. So the saying of certain things does not mean anything. It is not scripts that we read. It is spiritual. It's a, when God says, well, when James says something like, um, when you say I'm going here or there at God and stuff like that it's a spiritual memo it is not a script so you've seen sinners and all that say oh by God's grace that means they're not going to do it I can't use God's grace for where he has sent me because he sent me it's not my will so the prayer that I pray is our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name your kingdom come your will be done give me this daily bread so I said in your churches where you've been taught to dream five years and write the plan yes of course you can say well if God wills no it is I already pray for the will of God so I cannot say if he wills anymore it doesn't make sense and these are little spiritual things that you would you should know because otherwise you will hear people say things and it will look convincing it's not convincing it is religion the bible says in him we live in him we breathe so how is it that you have to add him to everything he who created the clouds he didn't put his name there the seas have you ever seen god's signature on the seas so that people will know that he made it no when people are falling from grace they begin to use script to add up for what is missing in their prayer life by the help of God, I'm a man of prayer. But I don't need to tell the world that. They don't care if I'm a man of prayer. And so, 
the manifestation of life the fact that no problem can overcome me or those who are in this house it's not possible it's the spirit of prayer so when i said we've eaten something we've eaten the word greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world first john chapter 4 this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith that we know that whoever believes in christ has overcome the world so these things are the things that we've eaten they are the core of our lives so whatever comes we overcome it we come out better we shine brighter because we will not do anything outside of the confines of the world so it may not now look like the world to others but I say if you search the Bible and you're not a Pharisee you will find these things in the world I don't care about clothes I've said it thousands of times those who care about clothes don't give it Footballers don't give out their clothes. Musicians don't. If you care about something, you don't give it. I don't care about money. You don't give what you care about. That's the fact. You keep it. You, you idolize it. You celebrate it. That's not what I celebrate. The word celebrate it. That's why they always shout when they see that. They, for me, it's just like throwing candy, I mean, candy to kids. <laughs> it's just funny it's funny how they start jumping their head but be careful of the religious bigots Jesus looked at the, at, the, at the followers his followers and he said to them he said be careful of the yeast of the Pharisees they are more dangerous because they have certain Bible verses that the spirit of God has not convicted them upon and they quote it and if you feel like they are bigger than you because they quote the Bible then you will be lost at what they are saying so this is how you measure it you search their result versus what they are saying anyone can bible bash but god gives grace so i said it's not you gather these pastors right like elijah said and let us stand on one side let us call on god and see who he answers the preaching of the gospel is not in words alone it's in the demonstration of power and these are places you go to the pastor is talking really but there's no power of god there's no power that changes life and heals so whatever you think they know is just word anyone who, who is eloquent can say those things it is easy to condemn preaching grace and the justification that comes through the death and resurrection of jesus is harder it's easier to say oh you fornicators oh it's easier to say someone is not doing something right it's always easier you can find bible verses for all of that so i think i've laid the foundation scripture foundation now proverbs chapter 4 and i'll begin to answer the question guys i've asked many times where would i see the question but read proverbs 4 please wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and in all you're getting get understanding so it said the principal thing is wisdom now that's not culture sometimes we when you heard that you even finish reading it right some of you finish oh, yeah, meaning that you now start calculating and logic no the wisdom of god christ is the wisdom of god so wisdom the head logic is not the principal thing christ is the principal thing in court thing in court wisdom is the principal thing so he said once you come into christ who is the wisdom of god remember the title of this year right the wisdom of God 
I have not seen any title as accurate as that because you just look at 2020 and say this must be the wisdom of God you know it's impossible for anyone to have thought about what to do in this kind of unprecedented times it says so once you once you get that say get wisdom and in all you're getting meaning now you're in Christ now you get wisdom about things say now get understanding now what does that mean I'm in Christ yes I'm born again yes I'm a child of God yes I pray in the Holy Spirit of all, all the things that they tell you in church to do yes however do you have understanding understanding is the translation of wisdom to a generation meaning that because people with with wisdom without understanding they're gonna be good Christians we're going to be locked up in church and I don't want to give you the full description of what I want to say now but you can you can you're smart so you can the Christians touch themselves and get to their moment of ecstasy they touch themselves guys we don't we don't reproduce we just get to a moment of ecstasy so when we lock ourselves up in our church building and stuff we touch ourselves we can fall on the ground we can say oh, it touched me you're, you're touching you so what would happen naturally is there will be no babies we're not reproducing because we're only touching ourselves so it's a get understanding how do i translate the wisdom of god how do i translate these cries that i've come into into my own generation what is his wisdom the understanding of his financial will for me his understanding about certain segment my relationship how do I get that from my generation? He said, in all you're getting, get understanding. So what people do is they look at a thing, they judge it, and they refuse to get understanding. No matter how funny or, or whatever something looks, I will look at it. Whereas a normal, typical Christian, what is God is, is he just judges, judges it straight away. He just says, no, 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 ah, no, no, no. Instead of understanding it, Instead of looking at a pity and saying, this guy's got results in this, that, that, that. Why did he do that video? Why is that? Get understanding. Because with your wisdom without that understanding just makes you religious. It doesn't mean anything. In all you're getting. So this guy has got wisdom. He knows what is right. But he doesn't understand. The finest of our leaders, Christian leaders, still don't understand. And that doesn't mean they're not wise. They are wise. Sometimes wise people will talk to you. And you can be carried away with their wisdom. But it is understanding that produces the exploit. So you won't see the exploit there. Especially in a new generation. Then they don't understand it. I was talking to one of my pastor friends. And I said, you, you need to understand power. Now, don't, not abuse it. In fact, you will abuse it if you don't understand it. You understand. In all you're getting, get understanding. Verse 8. Exalt her and she will promote you. If you exalt wisdom and understanding, it's a naturally you will be promoted. So you will not be in a position to say, well, you know, what should I do next? What should No, promotion will come because of what you exalt. The things you exalt lifts you. The things you diminish so you see poor people you see people who are poor people who want something they abuse what they want so they are constantly demoted they are constantly going to go down whatever you exalt will promote you so i just decide to exalt successful people i decide to speak well about everyone 
and nothing negative unless for idiots I'm telling you now exalt her and she will promote you look at what she will do she will bring you honor when you embrace her when you embrace her you embrace wisdom and understanding it will bring you honor this is how we can build a generation a community of people who are honorable and people who are promoted but you see when you read comments those of you who do who manage to for whatever reason either for research purposes or for burden purposes or for whatever when you read those things you will see foolishness in great expression it means that that person has no keen mind you know a keen mind wants to understand something those are the leaders of your generation those who embrace by having a keen mind to observe and the result of their life will be exaltation they will be exalted they will be lifted up majority of people who are tomorrow's slaves who are tomorrow's whatever you don't want to want in your life they will just judge something they will look at it a 15 year old a 20 year old will look and say idiot that pastor is an idiot yeah he is definitely yes because it's not like your dad so anyone that's not like your dad is an idiot definitely yes he is but maybe look at your family line and just study idiotism maybe it's about time that you just study idiots because that will save you from where you are exalt her and she will promote you that's the word did we finish huh? she, no, sir. let's finish and then answer the questions she will bring you honor when you embrace her uh -huh. she will place on your head oh this thing is sounding so bad but okay it's all right she will place on your head an ornament of grace yeah a crown of glory she will deliver to you yeah hear my son and receive my sayings and the years of your life will be many. can i just close that reading with saying this to you please hear me out i'm just trying to open the question here as well proverbs you can read one proverb a day and all that and i recommend that highly but it's an instruction from a father to a son and so what he's asked us to do is to build a family it's an instruction from a father to a son a father to a daughter it's a family talk so your church pastor can teach it as a sermon it doesn't mean anything let us be factual. Let, let us dwell on fact. And I think that's what some people were saying yesterday. Finally, we can get someone that can speak truth in media or whatever. Let us ask ourselves all the teaching we've been having in church. Have you seen people rise to exploit? No. Why? Proverbs, as wise as, as it is, as instructional as it is, it is from a father to a son, a father to a family i'll leave it at that if you're wise you will discern that where do we start our questions from i've got how many questions have we got here in total oh come on man how many questions 50 questions so you know i talk for a long time on one question so if we get to 50 we get to 50 if we get to five we get to five so let's let's get some wisdom this morning hopefully someone will be blessed by this um, let's go how do you should i read it myself or how does it work yeah okay 
so okay it comes up I, do you trust these guys to show everything because they are busy you know do you follow the instruction of a leader if it is not based on the word but opinion never did you hear me you're hearing me now if the opinion of somebody is not based on the word you cannot follow it in fact it is not just that you'll be doing yourself a great disservice you will be doing the nation of spark a great disservice because everything we do here is based on the word and so but some people will say well what about things that are not in the bible like should i go to this school or not that school then you have to trust the wisdom and the understanding of your leader on that opinion on, on that situation because there are some things that you can't practically find in the bible but because you said based on the word that means i'm assuming that it's already there there's a place for it in the word so the work of leaders is to look for the word so that they can feed you right on the word as it is written on the bible so in this house around pity nothing like opinion works it's not like oh that's my opinion no it is what does the word say about it and once we find out what the word says about it that's it so that's what it is next question please sometimes i don't have money to give can my service also count as seed absolutely yes service is seed you you reap what you sow and sometimes you have to reap service to others service is a bit more than seed in quote nothing is more than seed in my opinion but in the world's opinion as long as the earth remains seed time and harvest so uh -huh, i must say that before you say oh but you just said your opinion now but but service is a call the bible says whoever wants to be great among you let him be the servant of all and so service is a call which must be done either as a replace not as a replacement of money it should be alongside it and so but if you don't have you can't give it is what it is so just serve and trust god to give you um seed to sow but don't forget this scripture also it gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater so trust god for seed and he'll give you seed but don't stop service because you don't have seed don't do it service is a call and it's powerful thank you what does it take to be a pastor you have to be called ephesians chapter 3 or chapter 4 would you read that when he ascended on high, he gave gift unto men go for it so that we see what is the what does it take to be a pastor so it is not bible school it is not time one of the questions i was asked and I'm not sure I answered in this exact way, was how can 15-year-olds um, or younger people are like pastors and all that, but 15-year-olds, uh, why and how do you think that is right? Is it right for 15-year-olds to go to prison? Is it right for 15-year-olds to carry knife? Um, and I said, look, and I'm saying now, maybe I didn't answer it this way, but I'm saying now, look at the world. Look at the world and read stories the pastors who commit adultery and do all funny stuff yeah are they 15 year olds no they are not they are very they are old 50 60 i've seen one 70 committing adultery so it is not age that makes us do wrong it is humanity it is humanity 
And so the disciples of Jesus were as young as that. And he, Jesus, called them. You have to be called. Read that scripture, please, quickly. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers mm. for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry. He himself gave them. So it is not Bible school. In fact, by the time you have to go to Bible school and you come out qualified as a pastor, you are not a pastor. If what qualifies you as a pastor is a Bible school or good behavior, then you are not a pastor. If everybody in your community looks at you and say, wow, you behave like a pastor and then you became a pastor, you are not a pastor. He himself gave some all this gift. It's a given. So can I then ask you something? Did he add in that scripture, he gave it when they became 30 years old? I don't think it's there. So it's a call. We grow in life, we mature outside of, I mean, out of certain behaviors. And that's how you become a pastor if you're called. Do you believe Spark Nation really, you, you've skipped one. Do you believe Spark Nation really spreads the God's gospel? Well, it depends on what that is in your definition. But as far as I know, we say Jesus is Lord, He resurrected, and we all must come to the Lord Jesus. And now, what is the gospel? The gospel is good news. Meaning, if you sell drugs, you don't have to because there's alternative good news. Meaning, if you want to kill someone, you don't have to kill them because there's alternative good news. Anything that is good news is called the gospel. But ours is based on what Jesus did, not a community work. Is anyone free to come to Spark Nation? Yes, absolutely. Next one. IPT, how does one get to a place where they walk with God? Friendship with God, God is the goal. The word. We don't know God in this dimension within this space without his word. The manifestation of God is his word. And so, how do you get to walk with God? Open your Bible. And the more you hear this word, read. Sometimes people read the Bible and they don't understand. That's why we have SoundCloud as well. And sometimes some people will say, you know, I listen to Peter, but I don't understand what he's saying. Keep listening. I went to my law class. I've told you this example several times, but it's still, it's still the most important to me. I went to my law class many times. The first day in my law class, I didn't understand what the woman that was teaching us criminal law was saying. Or criminal law, one of the law, sure. I didn't understand what she was saying but I kept going and then I understood and so you keep doing something if you can obey the word you're already working with God what I want you to destabilize so to speak in your life are the things you've listened to in the past the measurement that men have given you as their work with God for example someone say every morning when I wake up the first thing I just do is say good morning Holy Spirit now you see you've been trying to do that but you forget most times because you know it is not the Christ the person might have taught it as their own stuff it's not yours walk with him as you will walk with a friend you know I can't go to my friend let's say Henry is my friend and say yeah I learned from Francis that when I wake up I have to say hi Henry at exactly 9am or 9.02 every morning it's that's weird you know so if your goal is to walk with the Lord it's very simple open the word meditate on scriptures in your own way walk with God 
by his word because his word is his physical manifestation the way we know him is his word and grow in grace at your pace don't go and start chasing what other people do i don't believe in morning devotionals at all you know i don't believe it and i've no minds to word about it at all i believe that it gave us the devotion of our heart what was your meditation yesterday morning or to tonight whenever you have time to speak to the lord that's how you should do some people are sternly opposed to women being in position of leadership in the church i've heard this question so many times but it's good it's standing based on many of apostles paul's writing to the church including women should remain silent in the church first corinthians chapter 4 verse 34 i mean chapter 14 verse 34 do you think this is what God intends and if not why is it written in the book of the law look there are many th things that you must gain understanding into I believe in women leadership 110% without minds and words there are many things you should get understanding to in regards to a certain time and a generation let me give you an example Paul in Paul's writing Paul said therefore I say unto you you slaves obey your master I disagree with the notion of slavery I'm so sorry. I will never agree with slavery and I know many pastors will not agree with it as well. In time, according to the situation of that time, he had written that law because it's a situation that he cannot do anything to change. He can't say free the slaves because that wasn't his calling. That wasn't what God called him for. So he spoke to a church in a dimension for this and in every generation we must look at it. What is important is that do we have examples of women leader in scripture i think the, the the resounding answer is yes and as long as that is there like deborah and co as long as that is there i'm just gonna stick with that one next question if christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law why do, do the causes god pronounced on eve and adam operate in the lives of believers today regardless of deliberate prayer to declare and force our redemption from the causes such as pain in childbirth and eating of the sweat of your brow very powerful question that must have been asked i i know it's not a spark national that has this question but i also know it's a matured christian that asked it i know it i know i can tell stuff but it's a matured christian that asked it that's the truth well the truth of the matter is yes christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law yes these scriptures are true but we still live in a world where scripture may declare that creation expect the manifestation of the sons of God so there are still certain things that will happen until the redemption the final redemption I want you to know that redemption is not complete yet the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our seal until the day of redemption it is not yet complete even though we are redeemed from the curse of the law even though I, I don't know about enforcing declaration prayers i'm not sure about what that means but i believe that christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. things in nature therefore that we're waiting for the redemption of our body the bible was clear about that waiting for example in heaven there will be no and this is going to get me into a lot of trouble there will be no childbirth but god is ever increasing so how do we increase people are not going to be given birth in heaven so what was the original plan of god for procreation 
I'll just have to stop it at that. I'm sorry. So creation, my answer to that is that creation is still waiting for the final redemption. But this enforcing and deliberate prayer to declare is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit as our seal until the day of final redemption. So what does that mean? That means that this eating from the sweat of our brow and all that, the Holy Spirit will guide us into things that will be more productive for us without submitting to the cause of Adam. There are things that will happen in our lives. There are things that it will lead us into with His if we can obey Him. But no matter what happens to us here on earth, it is still a tip of the eyeball to what God really prepared for us until the manifestation of the sons of God. So the Holy Spirit will keep guiding us and that is our redemption. I mean, the first installment of our redemption that when we came into him, we can hear him. We don't have to, we won't struggle like the world. And hey, even when we struggle like them, we won't feel their pain. What weighs them down, what destroys them will not destroy us because we have a guarantee. Another scripture, when we talk about the Holy Spirit being the, the seal for our redemption, the Bible calls him guarantee. Guarantee means, hey, I'm giving you this in assurance that the real deal is coming. If you understand that. I, I actually need that scripture. I'm giving you this that the real deal is coming and the Holy Spirit is the guarantee for our redemption. The seal for our redemption that we will truly be redeemed. However, this Holy Spirit is there. When you find it, you find it. Uh, have you found it? If not, I'll just go on. Go on, please. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Who is? By whom? Do you see that? So we've not been fully in court redeemed, even though we are redeemed, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So this redemption, the childbirth pain, the, 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 the cause of Adam will not exist in the final redemption. But we have a guarantee. So those who want to oppose this, those who say, how can they say we have not fully been redeemed? Just remember this. You cannot be given a guarantee for something you already have. It makes no sense. I need the translation that says guarantee. Yes, sir. NLT. NLT. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by yeah. the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own. Mm. Guarantee that you will be saved on the day of redemption. On the day of redemption. So please, I need believers to understand this scripture very well so that you are not perplexed. It said, you, by whom you are word again, please, so that you know I'm reading from the Bible now, yeah? Remember, he has identified you uh -huh. as his own. Yeah. Guarantee that you will be saved on the day of redemption. You will be saved on the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit is a guarantee. God is a guarantor. Do you understand that? And so... And there are things that, anyway, there are things that some of my sons and daughters have preached and they are powerful. And I've got pastors say, how can someone say God holds the earth? Gain understanding. Don't be judgmental. You can't listen to a clip done by a loser three seconds and you just go ballistic. Please, what leader does that? How do you teach people in your church without having a keen mind? You don't have a keen mind. I said, they are not grounded. Yeah, Mr. Grounded. That's why you, are, you remain within your walls forever. That's grounding. You've been grounded. Is that what you call the gospel? Grounded. You know, when you ask if you are grounded. 
as grounded in Christ. Stop it, man. So we are, we are guaranteed for the day of redemption. Going back to the service in Wembley where you prayed for us, events, and tech people, I just wanted to know what you see or saw for the event. In, no, this is a Spark National. Well, what do I see for the event and tech world? Uh, I think you have to go back to some of the periscopes or the um, SoundCloud, and I think I've said a lot about it. Of course, without doubt, there's going to be a new world money. There's going to be a, meaning a new way a new way of money running around the world there's going to be a new way of coordinating events right now it is zoom and and stuff like that meetings and people can attend conferences it's not going to be free forever people will soon clock that normal life may not resume and it will be monetized so you have to sit down by yourself those of you who know more about events and tech and you have to get understanding through the spirit of praying praying in the spirit get understanding on where could this go in the next five years and let me just say this i don't think people are lacking in understanding i think they are lacking in boldness i think there are certain things that we know or can perceive but to actually do anything about it we get afraid and many times we quickly want to run back to what we call normal life and so i'm saying that you have to sit down listen to to the soundcloud of that day and you will find some very thin details some very fine details in the things that i said that day and before that day in those things instruct yourself and you'll see what god will show you um, from there but if he shows me anything new other than the things that i've said before i will let you know how can you practically help someone that you know can be prosperous but are lazy i don't think you can I don't think you can. I think you'll get lazy too. Let me tell you something. I've told you this before, but let me repeat this now. There are certain people you cannot help in life. You cannot help someone that don't see you as a person able to help them. Even God cannot help us when we don't see him as able, and that's why scriptures exist. So in scriptures, he keeps saying, I'm able, I'm able, so that you can receive that word and believe that it can help you so you can't help someone that don't think you can help them you can't help someone that don't think they need help if someone don't think they need help you can't help them you'll be wasting your time and i think i must say this so those of us who have a good heart like most people watching i have no doubt about how your heart works and how you love people there are some people you have to leave and sometimes pray a lot there are some people that would have to leave you so in other words there are some people that will not leave you you have to leave but god's love if he has a certain urgent assignment for your life he will make them leave so they've removed the last question sometimes it's too slow sometimes it's too fast please leave the last question thank you sir so they can prosper you let them know you give them opportunities if you have but after the third time of them not taking a second to third time leave it and move on to the next person there are about six billion people in the world in your own local community alone there are endless people so are you saying give up on people no let them know you are where you are when they now need you they should come because you would always be where you are i've seen people leave the church they know our address we don't know theirs and so they will come if they need you back but do not spend energy is currency 
I'll repeat that. Energy is currency. So you see those of you who are always saying, staying negative and reading mad comments. You're draining your energy. That's the truth. And so don't spend your energy on someone that can be prosperous, whatever that means, but are lazy. <laughs> Let them know there is a way to be prosperous. Give them all the tools that you can give them but if they are not hidden it, then they are not hidden it. You're not giving up. When they are ready, they will come back. They know your address. You may not know theirs. Next question. How were you able to develop the mindset of success and wealth that you have today in a community full of poverty? Well, I'm hoping to have wealth, and I will. And I'm going to be a serious billionaire. Serious one. Um, thank you sir but I'm not sure I'm wealthy yet you know by my definition of wealth even though I'm wealthy because I know a lot of the word of God and I know God so I'm wealthy and with that I brag and boast because the Bible says I should okay so let's get that sorted but I get your question um, I only saw poverty when I was way younger we grew up in a, in a certain area in Ibadan. I saw poverty. So I didn't know it was poverty because you're a child. By the time I could understand poverty, we were not in that setting anymore. So to be honest, I can't, sometimes I can't feel what some people feel. And I'm being honest, even though God has put a passion in my heart to get people out of poverty because I know, even without experiential knowledge, by revelational knowledge, I know that it is a terrible thing. I see pastors who despise and want to talk little about money, ask for money. I see them. I see these things. I see how you, we, we fed over 20, 30,000 people since COVID started. I see the poverty in those places. I saw when we went to put water in, I mean, borehole, clean water in a local area in Lagos. I see those children. I see how they would have grown. So I understand. I know the damage poverty can do. I know poverty is a major, major, major cause as well of crime. It's a major crime. It's not the excuse for crime. It's a major cause for it. And that reflects in our community in London. But let me define poverty first of all. It's a mindset. In other words, you can be in your room and decide to be rich. And these days even make it easier. Those of you who still have access to YouTube, instead of watching low lives that call themselves exposure or whatever, instead of watching people prospering and other people trying to pull them down, there are things that inspire. There are things that educate. So you inspire yourself by looking at others. Surround yourself. Only follow on those social media things only follow people who inspire you I think one of the things that I said in the CC Mill interview is I don't read comments or watch YouTube like people do because and the reason is this I don't listen to people who don't inspire me if you don't inspire me I can't, I'm sorry I can't listen to you so how do you develop a, a, a wealth mindset only keep friendship of people who inspire you many times we have too many friends and families and culture and you see the eating man the, 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 our eating self is so dark jealousy is a terrible spirit envy is a terrible spirit so 
you, people will talk down things and destroy your own mindset you don't have to have one pound in order to be rich you have to have a liberal mind a mind that because this world is so funny if you turn here you turn to this person you want to work with this person they'll say oh she's a thief you turn here she's a thief you turn here everybody's thief to poor people they are all thieves they say okay so who do I work with I don't understand I don't get it and so when people call people names I said that's who they are to you for me for me they are inspiration and you don't get the right to define people in my life that's too much power I'm sorry it's too much power and then you then find out from the person that is saying this person is this you find that they don't even know them they just turn on newspaper and open and begin to talk be a talk so how do you develop a prosperity mindset no matter where you live a rundown council this a rundown da 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 get inspiring people people who inspire you listen to what they are saying read scripture because you will never want to see God advocate poverty so I don't know where pastors got message of poverty for not once did he advocate poverty in fact you would see that the consequences of obeying God is wealth it's all there in the Bible someone said that's Old Testament okay let's tear it out of the Bible then let's burn Old Testament and let's just read New alone and let Jesus go on mission without money and let's see how that goes let's see Jesus not knowing that the fish can produce gold coin and let's see if they won't lock him up so it, it's about what you're looking for in life is what you will get what you speak about the most is what will come to you keep speaking poverty and talk against people who are succeeding and let's see how life goes embrace prosperity and honor that is not materialism people with substance you can't if you're really a researcher and you find things out you can't look at a PT and say oh um, they are just promoting Fendi and wearing clothes go and listen to my talk and compare it with other people who are talking and see if there is substance just look for yourself so listen to people who only inspire you if somebody that inspires me the, the, the risk taking of Elon Musk inspires me I like the boldness and his risk taken. So if that guy comes and says that Pastor Toby is an idiot and a, a cult leader, I will say, huh, yeah, give it to me, Elon. I want to hear him. I, I, I don't mind. I want to say, okay, that's great. Why do you think so? And we'll have a conversation. But a guy called Don Dumas, Don Didi on the internet without face, with a weed in his hand says he's an idiot I don't want to hear from you I'm sorry that's not belittling you it's just go and become somebody and you'll be listened to so many times we listen too much to nobodies either as listen scripture says this and I want that scripture either as many friends do it so to his own destruction I need that scripture so when someone say well you know I've just got like 10 billion followers either has many friends do it so to his own destruction that's what scripture says so you have friends that don't eat the same word with you and not as inspired as you then all they will do the only time they will call you is when they see your pastor in Fendi but pastor preached yesterday wise word did you hear it no but you saw the Fendi yes a companion to fools will become a fool if that's what your friends see and that's the only time they contact you 
hey sister you're going to be very poor that even among the poor they will call you poor I mean the poor will say oh, she's poor because your companion is not inspiring your companionship is not inspiring and so you want a new mindset have people around your life you don't need many people you need deep people read that scripture please man a man of too many friends comes to ruin did you see that a man of too many friends comes to ruins how do you define too many not numbers different mindsets so someone can say yeah okay yeah i don't have 10 10 20 friends i can't count my friends yeah but by the time charles comes he has another 10 friends with different mindset it comes with their mindset into your life so you charles is not your only friend his friends are your friends but if it's in the nation you know faith friends is likely going to be in the nation too so it is the same mindset even if they are going next year at least they still cope with a mindset so I just thought in my life, you know, I, I don't need anybody whose number I cannot just, just, well, you know, just stay away with for a while. You need to inspire me. Problems don't inspire people, guys. People don't help you because you have problems. They help you because you are promising. You have a way out into something or into greatness. So develop mindset by having few friends. And that means so if you're in the nation you can have 300 friends or 400 because it's the same on most occasion of course you'll have two three funny people and i'll tell you how people get funny we'll get into that it will be controversial but we'll get into that so that's how to develop that success mindset next question did we finish that it was many too many friends comes to real so i've defined too many for you how do you still interface with the world well enough but not be part of them very powerful question your fundamentals must not change but you have to interface it said behold I send you as sheep among wolves it didn't say be grounded sheep that's what the church do this morning now they would have touched themselves on the internet I think when you get home you will get what I mean by touch. they would have touched themselves like, ooh, ooh, ooh. but we're not getting into where there are souls don't tell me about oh let's just win souls for Jesus Christ let me see what you are doing differently please me now oh lord yeah but we're singing it every sunday the same number of people the same congregation and you must say to auntie sometimes how many times must god touch you is this becoming something else sister auntie how many times please because i don't understand this the world is dying you read the newspaper about 15 16 year olds killing themselves but we are back to our forward and say touch me lord touch me lord anyways so how do we then interface without becoming part of them let me tell you something he that is born of god i need that scripture does not commit sin there is no clear definition or a scripted definition of how not to become part of them there is something in your spirit that when you are with them something in your spirit rejects some things nobody can give you a script for that it is by the spirit he that is born of God does not commit sin because the seed, where are you reading from? Please read it. First John 3 verse 9. First John chapter 3 verse 9. Yes, ma'am. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. You, you know, does not there does not mean that it's not tempted or it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make mistakes sometimes. Does not there means 
it, it, it will know this is wrong. Do you understand that? Sin is no longer normal to him. He will be convicted by his spirit. So, and sometimes it's not even sin. Sometimes it's not just don't participate in that. And your spirit will keep telling you. So it has to be a spiritual thing. It cannot be carnal. It cannot be scripted. And I know pastors are experts in teaching that. Let me tell you, pastors that speak a lot about sin and don't touch whatever, they don't, they are not reading their Bible anymore. The message of sin and making people feel guilty is easy. It's the easiest thing ever. I'm telling you, everybody, because man in his natural nature is judgmental. So add the Bible to that, boom. So I'll leave that at that. Next one. Did we finish that scripture though? Let's finish it, please. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin. He cannot. So, but you will see the same first John now says back, it then says, I think first John chapter 4, it then says back, This I write unto you that you sin not, but that if anyone sin, that know that you have an advocate with the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. So that scripture almost is it almost sounds contradictory because you said it does not sin. Now you said if he sins, no, what he's saying with it does not is that it cannot be his lifestyle. It cannot do what the world does and feel okay with it. There is a call in his spirit and he knows what I just said there is a, it's not true, it's a lie. And he repents quickly because he does not. In other words, and another scripture says it does not habitually. It's not his habit. It's no longer part of, it's not, it, it's, sin is alien to him so he, he knows how to quickly get it out. How do you know you've, the seed of God has been taken out of you when sin now becomes normal? after that you've heard the voice of the Holy Spirit say don't do that, don't do that and you keep doing it and you keep doing it, you're seared with hot iron now and it becomes the norms how do you know which career is assignment based to be useful in the kingdom and relevant in the world No, so let me say this to you about knowing assignments and knowing career and knowing these things in life, you don't need to know there was no one scripture that says we should know career or assignment what he wants us to know is him that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering so what happens is as you behold him as in a glass of mirror you get transformed by knowing him so it is god you should seek to know to know christ to have understanding of the world and what will happen sometimes you will then know what career to get into sometimes circumstances will lead you into a career do you understand that and that's when the scripture comes to life that says whatever he lays his hands on shall prosper so don't worry about i need to know my assignment no assignment is important and you can go back to my talk about assignment it's just that it will lay your hands on some things so your prayer and pursuit should be that i may know god any how you know him more you will know what to do that's how to do it and then automatically that will be relevant to the kingdom and the world next question can okay so this relationship time now can girls and boys ever be just friends yeah now the ladies is that giggling <laughs> 
they love like relationship talk. Ladies, you can tell them relationship talk for like 50 years. When, when you are not reading the Bible anymore, there's no just come to church and say, Today we want to talk about relationship. You say, Woo, woo. Yeah, when you're not with the Lord anymore, when you're gone, that's how to keep going. Well, okay. Can a girl and a boy ever be just friends? That's what it's meant to be. It's not even like some question. They are meant to be friends. They are not meant to be enemies. Like, oh, you're a boy, you're a girl. I, I'm going to get you. They are meant to be friends. No. So they are not meant to be enemies. It's meant to be friends. But I get what you mean. Can they be friends without um, sexual stuff um, becoming uh, part of their lives? My answer to that is simple sometimes I've heard people go to club and just sleep with each other they are not friends or foes so you, you, if, if, if you're loose uh, unprincipled you won't have to be someone's friend for things to happen between you the friend might be the pretense you know the three month pretense as if um, uh, we're not going to do it we're not going to do it we're just talking. What time? Like 1 a.m. About what? SoundCloud? Yeah. It started with SoundCloud. Then it became cloud. I don't want to say cloud sound, but that would be very inappropriate. But, hey, we're meant to be friends. And my prayer for the sisters or so is that no matter what age you are, you just grow to a place of maturity and God helps you and the brothers to, to overcome weaknesses to a place where you can set boundaries with friends. It's just as simple as that. So there's no question if they can be just friends. Now, that question also comes from jealous boyfriends. Oh, you can't just be friends. Why are you friends? Well, go and die, please. Um, we can be friends, but the sister must mature well enough to like know boundaries and know what is right or wrong so that at least when they know if they then want to do wrong that would be choice not oh I made a mistake you can do wrong by your choice and that would be you and God sorting that out so they can be friends next question as a female hmm, as a female I'm not female but okay as a female I know what you're saying what do you what do you do if your partner is intimidated by your progression and growth how do you manage your relationship and growth in Christ and exploit leave the partner if you're not married if you're married well carry your cross for the end of your life that's you but if you're not married why do you want to stay with someone that is intimidated by progression and growth and that's the problem with sisters when they fall in this thing called love it's like they really fall as if there was a banana peel on the floor and then they fell from the banana peel they fall into this thing and all their sense of reason stops and a relationship that is supposed to empower them takes them left leave it yes of course judge rightly what intimidated means you have to have your proofs but leave a relationship where someone is already intimidated by your growth and you are not even the richest woman in Africa or Japan yet or in, in London and they are already intimidated by your progression and growth that means that's a little man that's a little man that's a, 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 a man, a big man, a matured man will learn from your progression and growth 
will support it, will hate it, will make it work. So little people will always be little. If you make a mistake of marrying that little man, what you will compromise in your life is your own progression. You will stop your progression. And you say, I just want to support my husband to grow. Let me tell you, it will grow and it will destroy you because he hasn't forgiven you or he will attempt to destroy you because he hasn't forgiven you for the progress you made 15 years ago when he felt belittled. He will not forgive you because men don't. They don't. I'm telling you now. They don't change. Don't let no guy tell you I've changed. They do not change. I'm telling you now. Now, on social media, you guys can start talking. How can he say men don't change? Marry him. Marry him. When you become an auntie, you will be looking for pity all around your life. I'll tell you, he will not change. Little people don't get bigger. They are little. Big people are born big. When you are great, you are great. And don't change. Told you now. So leave him. Okay? How do you manage co-parenting relationships with someone who is not in the nation? Difficult. Apart from being in the nation or not, um, co-parenting is difficult. It's on most occasion, most occasion, it's like none of you want to see the other progress. And I'm telling you because I've dealt with this many times. And it's almost like you can predict the end of that thing. And so for the woman, on most occasions, the child becomes the bait all the time. They must not see you trying to get engaged or da-da-da. She's going to go crazy. And she doesn't want you. It's just that nobody else must want you too. For the man too, almost the same. But for the man, I don't think the child will be the bait. The, the, the man just wants to be free anyway. So what I want to say to you, the nation, first of all, is as much as we would say, and I mean it, that when single parents come, sometimes we've made the mistakes that we would make in life. We embrace it. Da, 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 but don't generate that from in-house. It is rubbish. You know what rubbish means? It is rubbish. It makes people's life go left. And the reason why you people do it so freely here is because you, you, you were raised as a social child. So your parents did not work hard. They were taking benefit from government. So it's okay to have children. So you want to repeat that for another child. It's a shameful parenting. But again, if it has happened, it has happened. And I've always told those that have that lifestyle or that, that happened to that. Then as a mother, it means you have to work double hard. You sometimes say, oh, I just want to party now. Hey, that's how you got pregnant. That's how you got pregnant. You now have to work double hard. They are firing people now. I heard yesterday. And they are picking wood to fire. This is not me now. So if you want to bite me, don't, don't, don't wait. Listen, they are firing people and they are choosing those who have children first to fire. If not for the world system, won't you pity those who have children more? But they fire them because they think they can't be committed. They have commitment. So, first of all, don't do that co-parenting thing. Get married or have a partner that whatever partner... You know, I told someone, partner is what the Bible says. No, wedding. That's so controversial, right? <laughs> like, committed partner. Like, whatever that means, anyways. But on a serious note now, um, how do you manage it? I think what we'll continue to have as a church is we will develop, we will evolve, meaning that there will be people God brought in already. 
or there are people God brought in already who are going through those situations. I'm teaching them the word and how to handle it. Sometimes I've had to tell the man, leave the kids instead of you guys fighting on it. Leave, if, leave them for her. If you succeed in life, your kids will look for you. Your kids will be with you. If you fail, their mom would say, that's why I never wanted you to be with him. So focus on you. Prince, Prince, listen, listen. That's not an excuse to reproduce more. I'm telling you now. So, well, there are many princes in this world. The Prince of Persia, the Prince of... So, don't think that I'm talking to anybody in, 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 in specific. I'm just saying that don't, don't, just, don't live a lascivious life. Yeah? Lascivious, is that correct? Uh-huh. Live a disciplined life with focus for the future. And that's what you must do. But again, if you find yourself already in that position, be at peace with the growth and development of your kids instead of fighting with the baby father or the baby mother every day. Don't do it. Whatever way they want to have, let them have their way and trust God to take care of your kids. Just trust God. That's the only way. But if you always want to fight for your rights and fight for what is right and say this and say that you will never have peace for the rest of your life even if you get married your spouse will never have peace because one day the other man or woman will just wake up and say where's she and then check social media and see that you are having fun and then call you say morning for nappies say, but i just bought nappies yesterday so yeah it's finished that's what i'm saying you are never here you never pay attention you don't know how long a nappy lasts you don't know this it's just gonna kill you so be at peace let me read the next question please as a female what do you believe are the first qualities we should look for in a guy wow that's an everlasting question i'm not gonna be bored enough to answer this on her but when i start the sisters and daughters forum with pt those are the things i'll be discussing i think we're gonna launch today someone said i should call it fathers and daughters well you guys know my daughters you understand so we are like we are christian people i'm just saying i'm just saying it because of nigeria because in nigeria someone texts you once the next time i say daddy dad i'm like um remind me of your name again Said, daddy i just want you to know that the world may be against you but as your son i'm like um yes 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 begin yes begin no but seriously i have some nigerian kids now and i love them and they love me die i love you guys <laughs> uh, what are the qualities you look for in a guy again those are secret things because if i say that every relationship will break after this service yeah, because the monkey you're dating, pfft, I don't think so. He may play drums all he likes. That doesn't make him born again. So I'm just saying, no offense to you, Adi. Come on, it's Pity's banter uh, day. I'm just going to go for anybody. Awesome. Okay, but, but on a serious note now, on a serious note, um, that's question for private talk with the daughters yeah that's private talk it's not it's not gonna be here so that you can go and deal with them without them knowing i said anything because one year after this i've left 12. 
So why? Say, no, they don't pray enough. No, they pray a lot. It's just that you are not happy with the word. <laughs> oh, yeah, next question. Girls are crazy. Yes. That's not me reading. That's a person's question. No. That's someone's question. Girls are crazy. And then she said, yes. But do you think guys could be to blame for that? Is it possible for a man to make a girl crazy? Hmm. Who said yes? Listen, if you are born crazy, you are crazy. What the guy just does is to bring it out. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's not as a guy thinketh about a girl, so does the girl become. Nobody can make you what you're not. Nobody in the world. So, when we were immature though, I must say this as the reality, when we're immature as ladies, we fell in love. We like guys and whatever, they, they became the center of our life. Whatever they said, we believed. So when they messed up, whatever that means, when they messed up, we were not happy. Those, I think those are things that we go through normally in life because we felt we love him so much and he's the center of our life and da, da 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 and when he messed up and I've seen many girls say you know I don't used to smoke or drink but when he left me I caught him cheating blah 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 I just lost it yeah but you were crazy before you were crazy believe me why didn't you become a terrorist from there no you saw cigarette and alcohol why didn't you blow up somewhere it's not in you to blow up somewhere. You, it's not going to come because a guy did something. When we were growing up, there was a girl in our area who set herself on fire. She set herself on fire because her boyfriend left her. As in the whole area went agog. And I was the only guy sitting there just saying, <laughs> yeah, what? And I was a child. Everybody was panicking. I was just like, yeah, but it's a choice. She leaves you. And guess what? We were all there when the guy got married about five years after because everybody had forgiven him. He became a pastor. And the lady is in hell because if you kill yourself, you're going to hell. She's in hell, but the guy is going to be in heaven. How? So never let something love. Love is beautiful. There's no doubt about that. But if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Let me just put it that way. There are relationships that will not work. Even though they, you both believe that it will work. The guy thought it will work too. But then later he just realized, look, men naturally are polygamy. So they just felt, look, I can't, I can't, um, yeah. Is it polygamy? It's the ones that like many people. Yeah. He just felt, I've got to move on. So sometimes relationships don't work. They don't. It doesn't matter how much promises you gave each other, how much card. The number of cards you exchange does not guarantee. The Holy Spirit is the only guarantee for the day of your redemption, meaning your wedding day. Um, but sometimes relationships just don't work. Sometimes business just don't work. So grow up as a sister and know that sometimes some things just don't work. Yes, he gave his word. Yes, he did all that, but it just didn't work. And it must not go beyond that. So don't get crazy because a guy made you crazy. A guy must not make you crazy. It doesn't work that way. The thing just didn't work. Next question. How many more minutes have I got? Um, okay. 
In terms of the second gen, oh my days. In terms of the second gen, there were a lot of relationships that started and ended quite frequently. Oh, wow. I didn't, to be honest, I, I didn't, I'm hearing that now. Especially amongst leaders. Wow. What do you think are the issues that could cause this? Because we are all under the same environment and even under leadership, but we still run into these situations. Well, um, the, the, the leader of the second gen is Pastor PK and he got married. So, I've, I've seen that work. I think Dambozi is second gen. Mr. Dambozi. And he got married. So, before I talk about the ones that I don't know, that didn't work let me just show you that many did work um, and I'm not suggesting that marriage then means relationship has worked completely but at least it did get to that place but what, why if these are situations why would they happen they happen because spark nation is a reflection of hate it, it is normal world and sometimes we rush into things because we are subconsciously pressured look it's difficult for me to believe in any marriage that came into Spark. I just feel like, this is my feeling, that the woman will uproot this guy one day. I just feel so. So, and I know one or two, even relationships that came, I'm still very skeptical, but I'm not going to suggest to people not to marry each other. For example, sometimes people have accused me in the past, like Pastor Henry's marriage. Sorry, Pastor Henry, I'm just going to say that Pastor Henry's marriage, I think one pastor called me and said, oh, you, you separated them. I said, that's why pastors will be, you will be pastoring in hell. As in hell, you say, let's open our Bible to chapter 2 of, 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 of Lucifer. As because, because what the Bible says is finding out all things. He said, when Pastor Henry came to Spark, he wasn't living with his wife. They were not together. I literally forced them back together and started saying this marriage must work and spent hours upon hours upon hours i followed them to child um, child child um, protection whatever i sat in meetings where they're talking about the family hours upon hours and i kept saying this must work at what point did i say okay guys at the point where i realized someone would die here it's not working and that's not probably not the woman's fault or not the man's fault if if you join people together when they have not even realized life all of a sudden the sister thinks i want to party man i want to party and hey it is what it is relationship is the last thing to rush into i don't know how it works with girls but i think it gives them a sense of usefulness a courage i'm not a single lady but now you're double, you're just double wahala. Like you know wahala, double problem because the guy you're with is a problem, you are a problem. So what will be the outcome? It doesn't matter if you're under leadership and you know how you ladies might work. I know you guys. I can preach about holiness, non-fornicating and you pick your back. What you heard is go and fornicate. That's what you heard. I know it. Only God is forgiving you, I'm telling you you just pick up your bag the moment the guy talks in fact you would start with what pastor said in church you say oh, yeah pastor really said oh, we're not going to do this anymore we're going to do it we're going to do it 
Mm. No, no, we're not doing it. You know how many times we've both said we're not doing it anymore? <laughs> I know those things. Now everybody will keep a straight face. You don't need to keep a straight face. God knows and is forgiven you. So calm down. Then you're going there. Because the moment you hear his voice, so even if you're under leadership, protocol is breaking. God is not going to protect that. It's not, he is not committed to it. That's the fact. That doesn't mean you won't still do what you have to do after this talk. And honestly, I wouldn't care less. Yeah. Just keep listening to the word. That's all I'm going to say. But relationships fail because it is natural for some things not to work. Leadership will try to help you. Sometimes when we're telling a lady, don't go to his house. Don't do this. What we're just trying to do is to protect you and dignify you. That's all. So that, because it will see many people like you. But I don't want to say this. Uh, how I want to say with my daughters or sisters or friends alone. I don't want to let the guys have ideas. Because once they hear me, they know what to tell you next. Yeah, they know what to tell you. They're just going to they're just going to give another scripture. Then they're going to say, well, Pastor Soso in first gen did something too. So, so what? So, let me not tell you because they will, they will get me. Let's move on. Go on, next question. What's your facial routine? Apparently, apparently, um, my face has become one of the most popular things in London right now. People wondering. And I wish some of you are into beauty product because I'll just promote it. I'll say, buy from so 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 boutique. I just use cream. It's not God. Hello, it is not God. I'm not going to sit here and say, where's your face, face fresh, God Almighty? No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say that thing. I'm not going to become religious. I'm not doing it, okay? It is not God. It's my all in all. There's no doubt about it. But sinners are the ones that use God the most. Say, how did you get that story? It's, it's by God's grace. He stole it. He stole it. He's a thief. I don't, I, but on a serious note, someone, you know, past this, you know, um, someone tried to get me those facial routine thing where you first of all put something here, then you wait for 15 minutes, then you rinse it, then you blow something cold on it, then you do all those things. I tried it for two days and I realized I'm not a routine guy, I can't do it, so I just use cream. So I know what you want to hear it's money right the person said please don't say wealth but seriously if I don't have a facial routine what do you want me to say I don't have anything I think I think if my face is fresh like you are beginning to make me I think it's the compensation for the shape of my head uh, yeah you should record that that's the most it's, it's like God just says look this guy's head is just so so let me compensate him with giving him so hey pastors why is my face fresh it's not god i repeat that right now i know you are you are calling on jehovah yeah but it's not god i think it's a compensation for the shape of my head and the loss of my hair so god just looks at it and says, we can't have everything so bad for him come on man we can't just like okay so let us give him fresh face oh so at last it's god you're happy now you can now talk to jesus right thank you 
so I don't seriously have a facial routine. I just use cream. Someone said, what cream? I'm not going to tell you until the brand pays me to advertise for them. <laughs> Next question, please. What has been your biggest personal growth? What is God teaching you right now? The, the things that God teach me are the things that I say on Thursdays and uh, if we're having a Sunday service, those are the things that God teach me or teaches me. I share them almost immediately with you. And then you'll find out sometimes that I've preached the same thing three or four years ago. I think why God repeats them on some occasion is so that it can prove to you that there's result in this. So what will you follow? It says someone just came into the church. Someone left the church. Watch their life. Are you are going to be like them? Then follow them. It's simple logic. So for me, I've preached about things and I've seen them happen. Um, and what is God teaching me right now? God is teaching me at this point in my life, nation taken. That's what I've been focused on. How do you get into a space and change that nation? How to get attention I've known. I mastered that already. I understand that already. And let me tell you how to get attention by being you. That's all. It's not, so if I do offend and offend your dad or dad, that's me playing. The world still don't get that. They actually think I go out of my way to make those things happen. That's just how I will play, even if camera is not on. If I dress this certain way, that's how I will dress as me. Do you understand that? So, um, but what God is teaching me right now, what I'm focusing on is attention. I know how to master that. How do you then practically change that nation? I think King Solomon asked me a question yesterday about if how much can I be given? Solomon, Kwanzaa. Um, how, what, how much do I think I can be given to change Nigeria, for example? And I started doing the calculation because that's what I've been spending time doing. How much does it cost to build good hospital? Nation changing. How do you raise zero and make it into hundreds of millions i'm mastering that right now god i mean god teaching me that not through any book or stuff like that i've read all the books about it but i still think i needed god to teach me that so that's what he's teaching me right now thank you next question please what are you thinking about most right now in this time nations there are two thoughts in my heart I've got to thought about nation I've got to thought about a generation number one I'm thinking those who are 22 upward can they ever be redeemed again or should we just give up on them as the wasted generation and start this thing all over again I'm thinking that and before you condemn my thoughts with your Jesus talk in Jesus name is possible that's yeah please take Peckham because you've been in Peckham now running a church from 99 years and it is nine people and you have five people in your family so please before you start blowing hot and cold my thought is based on many things it's not me being carnal please and nothing wrong with having nine people in your church but use those nine people to take that area nine is already a lot it's cool it's good um so i'm thinking about generation then i'm thinking about nation um I don't want to, I've got many, many offers around the world, many. You know, I got a text from the vice president of Liberia just this morning. She just texted me saying, I'm really looking forward to us as a nation working with you. There are many things around the world. And that's why I was telling you yesterday that I'm not, I'm not moving to Nigeria. I'm a global citizen. 
So it's not about moving to Nigeria. That would be too small for what you guys have built. So I don't want to make any move that is outside of God's will for me. So with those many offers, my mind is preoccupied with nation and generation and saying, God, what exactly would you have me do? What, what is your thought on the practical thing to now do? And I know a lot of people actually think, just keep doing Spark Nation. I've done that and I will keep doing that. And how do I keep doing that, Pastor Sam, Pastor Dami? They're doing it. That's me. That's, that, all of us are Christ. But I want to see another generation. I want to see how they grow. I want to see those stuff. And so there's nothing like not doing Spark Nation. I think I would even be more closer to you being out of this place than now. That's the truth. So um, the only painful thing is if they are saying churches will not meet till the end of the year, meaning we won't have physical service together till I've moved to some other nation. I don't know because I'm not going to be here till the end of the year. Come on, man. No way. I, well, my thought, my thought. Well, try it, man. 15 years in one country. Come on, man. Please, God, let me go. Well, seriously, um, that's what was on my mind. Yes, sir. Next question. What is the key value you will teach the daughters and the key value you will teach the sons? What I've been saying on Periscope, but, but if you ask me for key values, I would say be very non-judgmental. Be a giver because it's going to be a key value and people are going to attack it. Da, 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 da. But those are your slaves in court for tomorrow. So let them do it. Um, be a giver and that's not church giving. Or plug into a church that fits the nation. Be a benevolent person. Be kind. Be very kind. And learn how to work with people. What happens to most people, I've seen this, especially adults. Adults will tell you 10 things that is wrong about a younger person before they tell you one. They just see what is wrong. And most times I realize it's not intentional. You cannot, you cannot come to me and tell me what is wrong with my daughter or son in church. You have your own kids at home too. Are they perfect? So I'm saying people... Uh, Three more questions. I'm saying people actually, I don't know how we grow to want to be forgiven and we don't want people to see the bad part of, but we see others straight away. Oh, those young, they are this, they are that. Why do you not start with positive? Why do you see the negative first? Maybe because the, the light in you is dark. Because the light by which you're seeing darkness in people's life. So I think for me, the core value is work with people and always see the best in people. I don't care what name the world calls anybody. I'm not going to join the world, the idiotic world, to start saying this person is this, this person is that. And you know that's so common. It's everywhere. So be non-judgmental, be a giver, and be a believer in things. Be communal, but be individual. Communal means, as long as we're all here doing great, the moment you step out, I'm like, no, I'm not. The result of your life and mine, no way. Be communal, but be an individual too, standing out. There are many core values, but I'll just leave it at that. Three more questions, then we pray and close this. Why do women gossip? Oh, wow. Or find it hard to stop? I didn't say this, oh. But when I read the question, I prepared scriptures. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 
16. I've got like 35 scriptures for gossip. I was hoping this question would come up, but it was not me that said, why do women? So I'm not being, um, what do you call it now? So women rights people don't come for me. As a gift is probably the women. Not women. I'm reading a question. Why do women gossip or find it hard to stop? Let me first tell you the evil of gossip. Then we'll go for the anatomy of gossip. And we'll go for the why. This is going to be a long drive. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 28. A perverse person steers up conflict. And a whisper separates the best And a gossip separate close friends a perverse person anyone around you that tears up conflict is pervert is a pervert the moment that person leaves this is how to discern it the moment that person leaves and you are not happy about someone that is not there you a pervert just left you it doesn't matter if you ended your discussion with prayer it doesn't matter if they are your leader. It doesn't matter if they are PT or P lose or P anything. The moment their talk made you hate someone more, that's a pervert. And the Bible says a gossip separates close friends. There are many things you didn't even bother to find out. You just heard that the person you now fancy said it about them. And that's the end of it. You are also a pervert. You're not well. So, I'm sorry to say, but I'm just saying what the Bible says. Look at verse, um, Proverbs 11.13. Proverbs 11.13. A gossip betrays a confidence. Do, do you see that? So now, we want people to live with us. We practice accommodation. The only thing you should not tolerate, the moment you see a gossip in your house, throw them the hell out. Someone who will talk about the business of someone else. Oh, I even had her talking on phone yesterday. I think she has a boyfriend now. She said, yeah, don't be redeemed. Don't worry. Go back into the world and go and do whatever you need to do there because better to have a drug addict than a gossip because the Bible says a gossip betrays confidence because he can't keep it. He's going to speak. No matter how close you are to them, never discuss your success in public except the ones that don't matter to you. I'm not doing anything on the gram on, until the thing, if the things I do on the gram, if he's attacked, I, like you attack my fendies, it's like, I don't understand it. It makes no sense. But anything that matters to you, don't discuss it where there are people that you don't trust because they are gossips. They will leave and go and tell it. The secret of God is with those who fear him. So God will never use a gossip as, he will never reveal anything to a gossip. He said, a, a gossip betrays confidence. Uh -huh. But a trustworthy person keeps a secret. A trustworthy person keeps a secret. So I remember the other day I was listening to someone and I said, guy, I called the other guy, I said, whatever business you do, don't let the other guy know. He would say it without, he doesn't mean harm. Please. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts look at the word of a gossip proverbs 18 8 it says cut the word of a gossip so avoid them 18 8 the words of a gossip are like choice morsels they go down to 
to the inmost parts. They destroy every single thing. So sometimes just be quiet. Because Mrs. Gossip is there. Mrs. Gossip will be there pretending as if she's not hearing what you are saying. She's on her phone, she says. She's not on her phone. She's jotting down what you are saying. She doesn't jot Pete's words. She jots down what you're saying. She's going to repeat it. So, so our family leaders must be careful to identify gossips so that you can send them out skillfully. Just send them into a bigger assignment. Without wood, a fire goes out. Without a gossip, a quarrel dies down. Proverbs 26 verse 20. He said, if there's no wood, the fire is gone. But without a gossip, every quarrel disappears. Once there's a gossip there, he's going to say something that was never said. So how do you know you're gossiping? And look, gossip is normal and natural. I'll tell you, we're going to read the definition of gossip in it. You know, the word gossip originally was not for this. The gossip is he will speak for a child in baptismal stuff. Well, ironically, it still means... <laughs> so, look at this. If it says the word of a gossip is a choice mosel, it goes down to the innermost part and where there's gossip, there's no quarrel. How do you know you're gossiping? Once it is negative. So, we do talk about people. I don't think it is reality to say you won't talk about people. You talk about people. You will, by yourself, you are with your spouse, you're alone, da, 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 da. you will talk about someone. Someone's name will come up in your conversation and you'll start talking about them. But where you should call yourself back is when it now becomes the negatives about them. Then you know this is the evil gossip. But I'm going to talk about Tanisha. Oh, she did this, she did that. That's me expressing stuff. But once it is, you're listening to the other person and you must ask yourself, Am I loving this person more? Or am I beginning to hate them? The moment you're beginning to hate them, know that the person talking to you, their name can be Pastor anything. In fact, their name can be Pastor Jesus, Yeshua, Amashia. Most they are saying that and you're beginning to dislike, doubt the person that is not there to defend themselves, just know a pervert is speaking to you. According to the Bible, he said a pervert. He calls him a pervert. And you're also a pervert who hears the word of a third party and begins to behave to the other person. It's also a pervert thing. So, like deep collect onto deep. Likes beget like. So, the lady has said, and it's, they find it hard to stop. I congratulate you women if it is hard to stop gossiping, but know for sure that hell is eternal, so you will have all the time to talk. Because gossips will be in hell. The Bible says it. Let me show you. Let me show you. Romans chapter 1, verse 29. So that you don't say, well, you know, he's just saying um, it, um, gossips will go to hell just to scare us. No, no. There's a guarantee from scripture. So this is no pity being harsh or stuff like that. This is scripture. 129. And it will begin to tell us what wickedness is. They've become filled with every kind of wickedness. Uh -huh. Evil, greed, and depravity. Uh -huh. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. Then he puts a full stop. 
imagine all these names envy mother um, strife deceit malice full stop then he says let me sum up the name of all this what did he say they are gossips end of story so the general name for murderers envious people strive deceitful people malice people gossips that's the scripture Romans chapter 1 verse 29 so don't think well you know the good thing a gossip goes to another person and says the good thing with me is I don't sleep with people like she does you're gossip you are now combining so they are sleeping with people you've now taken it every sin of the world is in the head the cross of a gossip she's the one carrying the cross of everybody she knows what Pastor Dami did, what Pastor Sam did, what's wrong with Pastor Annabelle, what's that. She knows everything. And then she says, you know, you just don't know what is going on in this church. That's the gossip. She's deceitful. She's proud. She's a murderer. She's full of envy. She has malice. And the Bible concludes that she's filled with all wickedness. And there will be no wicked people in heaven. So guess why there won't be strife in heaven? Someone said women won't be there. <laughs> no, I never said that. And the reason why there won't be strife is gossips will not be there. So people won't be fighting themselves because nobody is going to say, A said this about you. Anything someone said about someone that they said about you, if you can't call them and ask, you are a wicked person. You are a pervert according to the word. 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 12, verse 20. I'm afraid that when I come, I, I may not, not find, find you. you as I want you to be. Mm. And you may not find me as you want me Can to I be. Can I quickly tell you something about that? That's Paul writing to the Corinthian church. So calm down. Every church has issues. He said, I'm afraid. So all these things that he wrote, he wrote to the church. So there's no church without an issue of people either behaving well or misbehaving. It is normal where people are gathered. So don't crucify stagnation. I just don't like how they do that in the church. Paul just said, I'm afraid. A church is built for many years. He said, I'm afraid that when I come to you, I may not find you as, as, as I want you to be. And he said, I also will not be as you want me to be because I won't be nice. Go on. I fear that they may be discord, jealousy, fits of rage. Do you see the people of discord? If your group is a discord group, that's the hellbound group. We don't talk to this, we talk to that. That's the L-Bound group. He said there may be discord, jealousy, then he calls it fits of rage. You know those who get into that anger mode? He said, when I'm angry, everything, I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. We'll give you a medal. He calls it fits of rage. He said, fits of rage, selfish ambition. Slander. Slander. Uh-huh. us where all this will end so how can you stop that surround yourself with positive people who just who are just keenly interested in the elevation of others you have people who are interested in the elevation of others then put the checks there because sometimes we may be carried away when you're talking and you're talking and you're talking and talking about somebody just know this is no longer healthy and even you that you're hearing it a time must come that you know this is not healthy because what I'm hearing from here is not edifying. Next question. So how do you stop surrounding yourself with non-gossip and know the consequences of gossip? How do you attain and maintain emotional stability as a woman? 
Even God is still trying to figure it out. I'm telling you that for free now. Even God is trying, but we will get there. But if you stay in the Word, if you stay in the Word, someone say, how can you say even God is trying to... Do you see what Eve did to God? Huh? Did you see what Eve did to God? God never stopped talking about it in the book of Revelation. He said, I will deal with you. Revelation was in Genesis. So, emotions will ruin a thing. Life doesn't care if you're a woman or a man. Life just gives us blows. It's not like men go through more difficult things than women or women go through. I've heard all those on women empowerment people, but you know, it doesn't work that way. Life is life. Life just throws problems away. So it could then be that men have a, a firmer grip on their emotions and then get to heights and women can be everywhere sometimes. But the thing is, if your head is always sunk, in scriptures you will neither be a man or a woman you'll just be a man of God you just always do what is right and of course it will be ignorant of us to say that there are no emotions it is natural but what God said to, 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 to Cain was sin lies at your door your emotions you're going to get angry with your brother he said well if you take control of it you should rule over it so Omans and all those things exist according to scientists they do exist so maybe this is me saying sin and 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 omans and, and emotions do lie at your door it is true and it is human for you to feel that way but it has us to take control over it i rest my case for today praise god i round up with the scripture that says wisdom is the principal thing Therefore, in all you're getting, get wisdom, but get understanding. And so I'm praying for wisdom for you as we enter into the manifestations of the wisdom of God. That God will grant you wisdom to walk through the checked pavement of this life. Life is a checked pavement. People derail in life. They go left. People get into relationships that pull them out of God's will. And sometimes we get into relationships that pull us into God's will. I have no doubt with when the scripture says the man is the head of the house and all that. But then he created a woman. Why? So that they can be helpmates to get to destiny. And so if you're watching this afternoon, it's been just question and answer. But there's a conviction on your spirit and you want to give your life to Jesus. Just tell him, Jesus, come into my life. Yes, there is luck sometimes in life, but then ultimate, much more bigger than luck is God. Some things work with wisdom. Some things just take a little tweak in your life. Sometimes what it takes to change your life is just forgetting about yesterday. You're too much into the mistake of yesterday and you can tell it over and over and over again what you've done wrong. But today, maybe God wants you to take what you've done right and grow in wisdom. Never let anybody make you feel little. In fact, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Real leadership is celebration of your worth. Being in a real church is the celebration. Real leadership does not belittle. It corrects, it admonishes. But it makes you feel bigger than what you are. That's leadership. That's what I've learned as leadership. 
that's the master you know the other day and i mean it when i said it on cc mills program that others build houses i build people so if i built a person and they become a billionaire a millionaire and they come back to give me a million why not that's what i build and so to be a skillful builder is to look at a faith a, 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 a dummy and say you're a pastor of nations that's celebration of, of, of you that's what real church is and that's not in talking it everyone everyone I, I think I was I said if, if anyone has lived with me before and paid no rent they only didn't pay rent so that they can pay it when they don't need to pay it. it's simple that's called building it doesn't impoverish people it encourages people a father is a person that is involved in every sphere of our life either directly or as we're doing it right now so what God wanted me to do today is to share the core of wisdom in some hours they will release uh, an interview and all the guys there will be shouting about Fendi oh he said he worked eventually but you are their leaders that's why you've, I've spent hours with you now talking about the core things that I care about Later in the evening, they're going to be talking about things I don't care about. I don't care about clothes. I've raised a church of over 200 people and I had no car. And everybody, almost everybody there had cars. And I get on train and go home. So it's not today. Nobody can look at a pity and say material things. What are you talking about? I saw church members driving home with my bag. And I jump on the bus that takes me to Elephant and Castle. And get on the train there and go home. And I was peaceful, just as peaceful as I am now. So materials don't define me. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And maybe some of the reasons why we have to answer this question is that God is going to give you that peace about your life to and connect you to leadership. Why do we have leadership? Why do we have followership? Because God wants to coordinate a family life that will change the narrative of young people so this is the wisdom i, I wanted to share with you i've prayed on all the questions the ones that i was able to see before now i've asked the lord to be the one to speak to you himself and not pity's wisdom i've asked that it becomes the wisdom of god 